Hi, my name is Allie Williams, and I am obsessed with all things business, building a life you love, and living via leaps of faith. I'm a 5-1 fireball of spunk and fun. Four years ago, I left my old Kentucky home via a 72-hour crowdfunding campaign to join an entrepreneurial program in Silicon Valley. Little did I know after, I would actually be learning in the best classroom, the world. From fun to failure to deep faith-forming seasons, I explored, built businesses, loved life, met a boy on an Instagram dating show, and realized I was finally ready to bet on myself. Now, I'm coming to you from North Carolina to teach you what my years of chasing success taught me. Life is not about beating or becoming anyone else. It's not about your income, accomplishments, or wins. It's about your integrity. The things you want simply lead you to accumulating the courage and character you crave. The process allows you to be exactly who you've always wanted to be. Here, we're focused on one thing, helping you live your best life. Yep, I am indeed the hype girl you never knew you needed. So buckle up, because I believe you were created to change the world, but that requires you to believe it too. The question is, will you? Here, you're gonna discover how. So let's dive in, shall we? Welcome to Life Right Up Your Alley. Hello, and welcome back to the Write Up Your Alley podcast. So today, I have Ainsley on here, who is such a light in this world, and we're going to talk all things Enneagram with you. And yes, it's a buzzword. Yes, you may have heard it a million times, but we really dive into what the Enneagram is at its core, why it matters for you. And then we just kind of touch on each one of the types. So if you do know or think you know what type you are, you can hear from an expert um, just a little bit about your type, which is really exciting. And really, it's so fun because we're surrounded by other people who are obviously their own type. And being able to just hear from an expert what each one was. Um, It meant a lot to me because I have so many people in every single number that I love and I bet you are the same. So Ainsley is a writer. She's a podcast host of the Wild Confidence podcast and again she's an Enneagram coach. She has such an incredible heart for just serving others and you're definitely going to see that in this episode. So guys with no further wait enjoy this incredible episode. Hello and welcome back to the Red Beer Alley podcast. You guys, we have such a treat today. Ainsley Brighton is here and oh my gosh, she is just a wealth of knowledge, an incredible woman of God and someone that I am so pumped for you get to learn from and get to know more. So Ainsley, take it away. Tell us about yourself. Hello, everyone. I'm so pumped to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So I am an Enneagram coach through Your Enneagram Coach, podcast host of Wild Confidence Podcast, and a writer. I'm from Louisiana, which I don't know if anybody's been to Louisiana, but it is a good time. It's a fun place to be from. And I help young adults discover or rediscover their identity in Christ. And that's, so that's, good. that's me, a wife. I'm about to be a dog mom, but um, yeah. In a nutshell. What kind of dog are you getting? I'm getting a golden retriever. I'm so excited. Like name, boy, girl. It's going to be a boy and his name is going to be Camper. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I can't (laughs) wait to be his biggest fan. I I know. I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's lovely. Yeah. I have like all my dog stops on Instagram that I'll go through because I can't have one. So thank you for 
adding a stop to my my tour in the morning. Um, <laughs> that being said, we Enneagram is such a crazy topic, like a hot yeah. word, I feel too. And I first took the quiz when I was a student at University of Kentucky. So I think I took it when I was a senior. So about five years ago, six years ago. And it like confused me and enthralled me and kind of like annoyed me a little. <laughs> yeah. You just feel so many emotions reading all of that about yourself, right? And anyway, I have always gone back to it. And now as a coach myself, that's a huge part of when people come into my program, we get to know them. You know, it's know thyself. Who are you? What makes you tick? What are your pains? All of that, right? It's the best tool for that. And so as soon as I saw what you did, I was like, uh, let's have a deep dive. Like that is absolutely incredible. And, you know, before we started to record, we were just kind of talking about how you need to know yourself, right? We can know who Jesus is, but so many women, we like almost neglect ourselves to know him but I think it actually goes hand in hand how how can you know him because he knows you he's so invested in you how can you get to know yourself your strengths and your weaknesses the wholeness of yourself so you can be used fully so we're pumped and I know that you know way more than I do when it comes to this so (laughs) one from Louisiana such a fun place what's your Enneagram type and then two like tell me what inspired you to learn about this and and how like you find fun in it Oh, for sure. I think it is the most fun. I I still learn something new from it almost every day, just in my everyday encounters and how other people use it in their life and how they've seen the fruit of it. I am a two, which is the helper. A lot of people do not peg me as a two, which is kind of fun. I like to keep people guessing a little bit, but I am, I really am. I have a really strong three wing. So I'm a two wing three specifically, but if if wings are confusing, don't worry about it. Just I'm a two. (laughs) And I really got into it probably maybe my senior year of college as well. A friend of mine had a book on it and she was like, you just need to read this book. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And it was right after I had been through the hardest breakup of my entire life. And I just totally lost my identity in that breakup. It was like just gone. And I had to start from ground zero to figure out, okay, who am I? I thought I was this person up until now. And then now I feel like I'm just totally shaken. And I had to reintroduce myself to the Lord and rediscover who he said I was and just the way that I operate. So I really launched myself into a self-discovery journey and found a greater understanding of who God created me to be through the Enneagram. And that's why I think It's just so powerful in partnership with the gospel because you learn, not only do you learn about yourself, but you learn about the goodness of God and the the grace and the gifts that he has given you along with those weaknesses that your human nature has really highlighted or taken in. And then you really understand how much he loves us to allow us to be close to him and near to him and in his throne room despite our weaknesses. So I just love it. I love the Enneagram. I love what it's brought to my life and my relationships and to those around me. It's just incredible. That's really awesome. And yeah, I love the way that you describe that. And I would have never pegged you as a two. <laughs> just following you. That You said that I was like, oh my gosh, wow. That's 
fun. And that's, you know, it's full of twists and turns. And I had a breakup too. It's so funny. Our stories are actually really similar in that like I was just angsty and angry and lost and confused after that breakup. And it, it dragged out. Like, you know, sometimes you have maybe a quicker snap back. This was a long one, a long yep. one. And it was in that valley that my friend who was a roommate and a believer, well, she was a one and she was like, oh man, you're totally a one man. You <laughs> And I wasn't, right? But it was so funny because I read it and I was like, oh no, that scares me. Yeah. It really helped me understood, understand like, you know, my shadow and my light and how they work together and all of it. So anyway, I love that. Okay, so what is the Enneagram? Let's start there. What is an Enneagram in the most basic form? It's funny. Someone messaged me on Instagram and asked like, like when you talk about the Enneagram, isn't that similar to like astrology? And I was like, oh honey, no, 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 no. Right. So what yeah. is the Enneagram? Yeah. So I am going to borrow your Enneagramcoach.com's definition because I think that they say it the best. And that's obviously who I'm certified through. So I like to be in line with them. The Ennea part of Enneagram is nine and Graham is diagram. And it's really just a map or GPS, if you will, for self-discovery and personal growth based on nine basic personality types. The Enneagram really accurately and clearly describes why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways based upon your core fears and core desires. Really, it's like the power of the Enneagram is in its ability to harness and transform self-limiting behaviors into life-enhancing personal empowerment. And the gift is Also, you know, that through self-discovery, one can create and sustain meaningful and lasting relationships with others, with God, and within themselves, ultimately. Wow, that was beautiful. And very well said, one, on their end, but to break it down to a very basic understanding of it's not... It's not your truth. It's not your identity. It's helping you understand and conceptualize it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you're not, I I have to say this often, like you're not a nine. I'm not going to like tattoo it to your head now. Yeah. Or you, right? Or yeah. whatever your number is. Um, it's just helping you understand the fullness of who God created you to be. And it's such a great tool. So looking at it from that lens, instead of that weird, like intimidating identity of these are your strengths, your weaknesses, your drivers, your pain. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's, it's a tool that just helps you understand. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So from there, I would love to know how can someone use the Enneagram to grow? So if it in its most basic form is that mirror, how can we use that to grow though? I I feel like once you get into the Enneagram, you have no choice but to grow, honestly, which I think is amazing about it. It increases your self-awareness. Like you said earlier, it kind of makes you uncomfortable. And it was like, what am I reading? Someone is reading my mail. How is this happening? Are other people like me? They must be like me because other people are reading this and relating to it. And then it increases a level of self-acceptance whenever you dig deep enough whenever you really spend time with it and you're like oh my gosh that really is who i am that really that really aligns with my core desire and you can really learn to accept yourself better so then you're able to go to the lord and be like okay now i get it now i get what you were doing whenever you made me i don't feel lost i don't feel like i don't belong here i see that other people are like me. I see the beauty and the gifts that you've given us for the kingdom. And now I'm ready. 
Now I'm ready to be used by you. Because instead of this constant tug of war with myself and the lies and limiting beliefs that the enemy has been, you know, telling me and whispering in my ears all this time, I, I now have the power to pull and win the game from the enemy because I'm ready to love those parts of myself. The shadow parts of myself are still just as beautiful as the light parts of myself because it creates a dependence on the Lord that I never knew I I needed until now, or I never knew even how to articulate until now. So growing through the Enneagram, if you're using it the right way, it's inevitable. And looking at your limitations opens the door for the Lord to use them for his kingdom and turn them into strength. I mean, when you read about your type, you get really humbled really quick. (laughs) You're like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And whenever you're in that humility, then you're really able to be used because you can really submit yourself to the purpose that the Lord has called you to and the purpose that he has in your life and the calling that he has placed before you that before felt so out of reach because you were still so focused on who you were. You're trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure out now you get it. Now you can move forward in the fullness and the confidence that he has placed in you strategically to do kingdom work and to further the kingdom, which I just think is one of the most beautiful things about the Enneagram. And I, I think that's the whole purpose, in my opinion, is increasing that self-awareness to increase that self-acceptance so you don't spend as much time wondering and questioning, but you can run your race really well. That's so incredibly good. Absolutely. And it's getting out of your own way. My, my boyfriend says this all the time. The only person, Allie Williams, that will stop you is you. It's just the truth. And I really had to learn how to accept that. And it's funny, you said too, if you're using it in the right way, it's quite impossible to not grow and learn and and become even more of who God created you to be. I remember wanting to unsee I was, you know, it's like, I remember being like, wow, I can never unread that. Like, oh, (laughs) I do that. Now I know why, <laughs> or now yeah. you know new eyes to see it, and it's just so crazy. And I would love you know you to go through and give us a description of each one. But I do. I have a question, and this is kind yeah. of the record. But I, I'm sure others have wondered this wondered this same question too. I so I took it. And I took the Enneagram test, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, you have different numbers that are, are, you're given that one big number, obviously. Are you a combination of like multiples or are you, do you really like own your number one or what's your thought process on that? And what did they teach you? Because I always, I'll do something and I'm like, that was, uh, was that my, my seven or was that my... <laughs> Right? Like, yeah. Because I actually, when I took it, I had a tie between a seven and a three. So I always like get confused because I'm like, what what am I? Right? So I think a lot of people probably have that same curiosity. Absolutely. And the first thing to know when you're taking any type of assessment is that it's only 75% accurate. So whenever you're Let's say it spits out your top three numbers. I always tell people, read about those three numbers, really dive deep into those three numbers, see which one feels the most true. And, you know, you can try on the number, see how it fits, see if it doesn't work, toss it out, you know, whatever. And it's not, it's not like the test gives you the one number and then it's concrete and you're stuck with that number forever. That's absolutely not how it works. So just keep that in mind as you are discovering it and diving deeper into it. And to answer your question, the Enneagram, when you are first getting into it, I would just start with understanding the main type. There are so many levels to this thing. And the more you 
you know, get into each of these levels, the more you will see that you are quite a combination of all the numbers. Because whenever you dive into wings, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that's how I can pull from the numbers on either side of my main type because those your wings are the numbers adjacent to your main type then you might consider subtypes or tri-types and you know the more you oh and your stress and growth paths the more you really figure out the depth of enneagram world the more you're like oh so i am you know this main type that really does vibe with me but i'm also not stuck i'm not just stuck in that main type there's room for growth. There's room for me to pull from the strengths of all the other numbers. It's extremely deep and complex as everyone is. That's the other beauty of it is that the more you learn about it, the more you're like, oh, okay. So this really does encompass all kinds of things. And that's what I, I think is really fun as you learn more and dive deeper. And every time someone's like, oh, it puts me in a box. I'm like, no, you, then you haven't learned enough about it. Because as soon as you think that you're in that box, it's like, no, you also have a little bit of this and you also have a little bit of this and you can pull a little bit of this. And you're like, oh, okay. So yes. And you are absolutely a combination of all of them in certain degrees and variations. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And but then focusing, I love that you said that. And I was hoping you would say that, like focus on one, because I think or in the beginning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would be so overwhelming. And I think oh, yeah. in in the Bible, the more, you know, just read what's in front of you. Don't like focus on the whole thing. Like then you you shut down. Right. Like, I see that a lot, right? When I'm mentoring people or or in Bible studies, it's like, oh, this is so much. I'm like, yes, but what does this say? Because it can say a million things, right? Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. focus on this. And then in business, like how do we move the needle one step forward, right? Yeah. Like let's not focus on being Steve Jobs. Let's focus on yeah. now and how we steward like one step forward. And it's in that, that the change happens day after day after day and understanding that there is this huge gray area, right? Like business is complicated. The Bible is complicated, but they're beautiful and they're always compounding. And that's how the Enneagram is too. And probably mm-hmm. most parts of life, which I think God did on purpose. So just letting it be what it is and learning that one step, that's such a great way to like love yourself and like let God speak to you and not get super overwhelmed. So from there, then I would love, I'm really excited for this part. (laughs) Will you give a short description of each number? And if you're listening to this right now and you haven't taken the Enneagram test, you can go take it online. The Enneagram Institute has a great one that's paid. And then there's some other ones. I don't know if you have a recommended one. Yeah, I actually have one on my website. Um, It's ainsleybritton.com slash Enneagram. So you can literally go there. The the Your Enneagram Coach free assessment is linked there. <gasps> Amazing. Okay, so we're going to put that in the show notes for you guys. So you can actually just pause this if you want, go take it, and then come back to listen or just take them all in. Listen, absorb, and then go grab it in the, in the show notes. You'll go see it. But guys, this is such a great tool. And being able to do it for free, Ansley, thank you. That's incredible. And I can't wait for them to take it. So yeah. let's talk numbers. So there are nine of them, right? Yeah, there are nine of them. So I'll go through all nine. I'll list just a few descriptors and then their basic fear and basic desire. I love Enneagram Institute. 
Dot-com's descriptions and everything. So I just think that they really they say it really well. So the first one, type one, is the reformer. They are the rational, idealistic type. They're principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. Their basic fear is is to be morally corrupt. They really desire to be a good person and to be morally sound. Then you have the type two. The type two is the helper. They are the caring, interpersonal type. They're generous, they're people-pleasing, and they can also be a little bit possessive. Their basic fear is to be unwanted or unworthy of love. And their basic desire is the reverse of that, to be wanted, to feel worthy of being loved. Then you have the achiever. They are the third type, the success-oriented pragmatic type, adaptive, excelling, driven, and image conscious. Their basic fear is really of being worthless. They really, really want to feel valuable and worthwhile. Then you have the four, the individualist. They are actually the most unique type and they love that about themselves because they are the sensitive, withdrawn type, usually very expressive, dramatic. Um, They can be temperamental, usually creative, and a little bit self-absorbed as well. And their fear is that they have no identity or, or personal significance. They really want to find themselves and their significance and to create an identity. Then the investigator is type five, the intense cerebral type, perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. Their basic fear is of being useless, helpless, or incapable. They really crave knowledge and their basic desire is to feel capable and competent. Then you have the loyalist, which is the type six, which is actually the most common type. And they are the committed security oriented type. They're engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Their basic fears of being without support and guidance and their basic desire is to have security and support. A lot of people don't know. I think it's like over 50% of the population is a six. So not we know have, that. Yeah. No idea. Mm-hmm. Which is great because they look out for all of us. You know, they ant- anticipate what could go wrong <laughs> and let us all know. So the rest of us can be like, oh yeah, I never thought about that. Wow, <laughs> and they're prepared. I love that. I attract sixes. So I you do. I have so many, I coach like 80% of my coaches are sixes. And then like wow. a lot of my best friends are sixes. So that's crazy. Wow. That is so interesting. I love that. And then after the six, there's the seven, which is the enthusiast. They're busy, fun-loving type. They're usually the spontaneous one, versatile, and can definitely be distractible and scattered. (laughs) Their basic fear is really of being deprived and in pain. And their basic desire is to be satisfied and content and to have their needs fulfilled. Then you have our friend, the challenger. They are the type eight. They are powerful, dominating, and self-confident. They're decisive, willful, and confrontational. And their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. Their basic desire is to protect themselves and be in control of typically their own life or their own destiny. And last, but certainly not least, we have our sweet, sweet peacemakers. The type nine is easygoing, self-effacing type, receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent. Their basic fears of loss and separation and their basic desire is to have inner stability. Dang. Okay. So (laughs) fun to talk through all of them. And I, you know, the longer you know it, the more you can kind of like know what your friends or your mom or everyone else is. And hearing you talk through them, it made me, I don't know, it just makes me 
joyful almost yeah and I'm like oh that one's mom oh that one's Justin oh that one's this so uh, it's so cool this is such a neat tool thank you for sharing that Um, and then in addition to that it's interesting how you talk about what they is how do you how did you word it it's like their driver or their the pain and what drives them or what was it again basic fear and basic desire there we go okay so can you talk about that a little bit so basic fear basic desire both act what as like motivations for the way they show up absolutely yeah that is the the core motivator if you will so a lot of personality assessments and I don't know, tests, I guess you would say, even how you were talking about astrology earlier, it really focuses on behaviors. And the Enneagram is is not that. It is focusing on the core motivator. It's, it's like two types can do the same thing, but have a different motivation behind why they do that. So there are stereotypical behaviors of each type that are just kind of funny to to joke about. And I have a TikTok called Enneagram and Chill, and that is kind of pokes fun at the stereotypes, which honestly, most coaches probably wouldn't love that I did that, but it's, it's fun. You know, it's a fun way to talk about the Enneagram. Well, so like it, to just, yeah, you no, know, like it is sometimes it's like me, but when you go through the memes and watch those, it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> so anyway, I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. I think it's a fun thing to do, but yeah. So it is just based on that core motivation. Like you and I, you're a three, you said, uh, I'm like a three. Or, seven. I don't know. I think I show up as an eight. I really struggle with this. So I'm going to have to re-listen and then like really get like buckle down. Um, for sure. But yeah. Keep going. So you and I can, you know, we can both bring our friend coffee and have totally different motivations on why we did that. Mm. So that's the cool thing about how it focuses so much deeper yeah. than just your typical personality assessment. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I, that was what really set it apart for me. Cause I, I've always been very interested, I guess, in understanding things about myself. I always felt very numb. Honestly, that's very interesting to share here, but here we are. I've been <laughs> growing up and just people would be like, how do you feel? And I was like, I don't know, happy. But the older I got, I was like, huh, like I think there's something under there. What is happening? Because I would yeah. have almost, you know, like I wouldn't be happy. Like I would be like, joy, joy, joy. Oh my gosh, I'm angry. Like what's going on? And I would need to process it. So as I really searched for answers, it was so cool to get my number the first time because it was the first time someone didn't just like slap like joyful and like life of the party and like extremely effective and smart on me. It was like, oh, you are like, this is a pain point for you. Yeah. this might be, and that really transformed my life. It hurt, it stung a little, but then I got to really understand, oh, I do this. And then that was what bridged into me asking myself, why? And yeah. that why opened up a whole new world for me. And exactly. it was, again, uncomfortable and painful, you know, childhood things and, and different things. But man, I got way better at therapy. I got way better at relationships. I got way better at business and it it still is helping. And so, you know, understanding those, those basic motivation points for you, it's not a judgmental thing. I think I mm-hmm. had to learn and I bet you probably coach in that way too. It's like, if you want to bring someone a coffee, cause that's going to build a connection. That's really beautiful. If you want to yeah. do it because you feel like you should, that's beautiful. We all just have different motivators, right? Exactly. So exactly. I love that. And I think 
sometimes judgment for yourself is so easy, right? We don't, mm-hmm. we're not really taught like what to ask, why am I doing this? We're taught a lot right. of goods the first 20 years of our life, probably. So being able to have this as a reflection tool is incredible. And yeah. I think it's really courageous to take it. I think it's very courageous to not just like get the number so that when you're at a party, you can be like, oh yeah, I'm a this, like take yeah. it. And conceptualize, right? Like take it and like nurture it and ask those questions because you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your future relationship, your kids, like all of the things to come, the people you serve. So that being said, it's an unconventional, I think, way of being courageous. Sometimes looking inward is a little bit scarier than jumping out of an airplane. One thousand percent. Right, right. (laughs) So what does courage mean to you as someone who looks into the hearts and the minds of so many people as their coach and, you know, creates around it? What does courage mean to you? You see it in so many forms. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I truly think that people doing the work to figure out their why is extremely courageous, exactly like you're saying. I mean, anybody that shows up to an Enneagram coaching session, I'm like, you are brave and we can get through this because <laughs> it's going to be hard, but it's going to be so worth it. So yeah, I would say courage is really the choice to press on, even if you don't know the outcome. Yeah, You know, even if you are going through this self-discovery process and being like, I have no clue what's on the other side of this, Mm -hmm. but I have to make a choice every single day to show up for myself so I can better show up for the people around me and better show up for my future and just my everyday life. You can just show up better and more courageous if you press on, even if you don't know the outcome. And I think having faith is courageous. I mean, that's my goodness such a huge factor in everything that I do as a coach and as a human, really. And I do believe that if you have faith, it is courageous. And if you have faith in the Lord or in yourself, it is so courageous because you just don't know fully, you know, what's on the other side. So that's probably what I would define, or that's what comes to mind when I think of the word courage or courageous. I love that. And I you know, as I I didn't really grow up a believer, I really came to know the Lord in college. And, you know, it's so interesting living in LA that I believers are, you know, being a Christian is not like cool. Um, And it doesn't need to be right. But there's so many moments where I realized that my faith, like I can't be courageous without my faith in myself and in God. That was like the next level for me, right? Like I would have moments where it was like, oh, I believe in God. He can do this. Me, I don't know, you know? Yeah. Like, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And then like, oh yeah, I'm God, right? Putting that together, it's like a whole new level, but it's cyclical. It needs like courage needs faith, faith needs courage. And allowing yourself to, you know, into that loop in life over and over, I think will lead to really beautiful things. And, and, you know, diving into knowing yourself, that is absolutely something that needs that loop, that needs both of them, right? Totally, 100%. Um, Do you have any advice then for anyone who wants to create their dreams, who wants to get to the next level, who's just craving more? What what would you tell them? Yeah, I think the number one thing I wish I would have done more often as I was creating my own dreams was invite failure to the table. Welcome failure as a friend instead of as this thing to fear because that's how you learn. That's how you grow. 
you just fail over and over and over again. I mean, thinking about past relationships or friendships that didn't go so well, that's how you learned. That's how you grew. And the same thing with work or business. I mean, I do things, I try things, push limits all the time just so I can really figure out my lane. And inviting failure to the table was one of the best things that I could have done for myself and the people I'm serving. Yeah, that's really good. I love, you know, I never heard anyone say it that way. Invite failure to the table. It's like, it's like humanizing because failure, I think so often we think of like, you know, this is evil. That is right. Like we can label things and be like that. I don't want that. But like failure, if you really think about it, like if it's at the table, it's just a thing. It's not a big, dark, black hole. It's just, it's an occurrence. It, it comes, it goes, it's necessary for success. So it's a teacher. I, absolutely. And it's a great teacher. Like it's like the teacher in high school you hated, but like you love <laughs> and now you think. Yes. <laughs> yes. And ex- <laughs> exactly how you're saying it humanizes it, saying it that way. It also humanizes you because you don't feel like you have to be someone or, you know, fit into a certain mold. You can break the mold and humanize yourself and be like, yeah, that was a fail. Moving on. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I wish I would have done that more. Now I do it every day. (laughs) Absolutely. No, at this point I'm like, you know, if you're taking advice from me, only do it because I don't want you to do what I did. Right. Exactly. You can get you further faster because like this is because of my failures. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we need as much of that in the world as we can get. So mm. thank you. And and thank you for sharing all of this. Do you have any final advice, anything to share? Yeah, I think, you know, with this whole conversation and with the popularity that the Enneagram has, I also just want to point out that apart from the gospel, it's useless. Mm. You know, whenever you don't have your creator in mind, throughout the process. You're just learning a bunch of things about yourself that are going to be painful and you don't have your savior by your side to really rescue you. So don't put all of your personality eggs in the Enneagram basket. It's not the end all be all. It's just a helpful tool to help you grow and become a better person and a more well-rounded self-aware person. So just keep that in mind. A lot of people take it far too serious. And I'm like, if you took the Enneagram as serious as you know, if you took the Bible as serious as you took the Enneagram, you would be in good shape. <laughs> so just keep that in mind whenever you're going through this process. Don't beat yourself up. It's not the end of the world and just use it as a helpful tool. Yeah, that's so awesome and so true and true about most things. Yeah, true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like too much of anything is not good. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Use it and put it back in the tool book box when it's done. Um, I love that. How sure. can we you. So where can we find you? And, and, you know, let us plug all your info. This is a really supportive yeah. community. I love it. Thank you so much. So I'm on Instagram at Ainsley B, which is A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-B. I would love to hang out with you there. My DMs are always open. And then hang out with me at Wild Confidence. The podcast is on Spotify, Apple, all those, you know, fun streaming platforms. And if anybody is interested in Enneagram coaching and comes from this podcast, let me know and I could totally do a 20% off of a single Enneagram session with them. So just shoot me an email info at ainsleybritton.com and we can set it up. So good. Yes. I think that is something, you know, coaching and getting support and people who like are really well versed in areas that you're curious in. 
that yeah. changed my life. So if that's something that Same. is calling someone's name, then I'm very behind that. And thank you for yeah. offering it. And thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you. I've had so much fun. I appreciate all that you do and all the work that you're doing. Mm, thank you.